0: Right then, welcome or welcome back to the Midnight Podcast where we have super in-depth, authentic, super transparent, open conversations with an array of different entrepreneurs from many different industries. I really want to make this a podcast known for going super in-depth on loads of topics that other podcasts are scared to speak about. I feel like most stuff out there these days is just super surface level, super vanilla and doesn't really answer the questions that viewers and listeners want to hear. So that's what we're trying to do. Keep it real and keep it raw. Sure you'll get a huge amount of value listening or watching the pod wherever you are. And if you do, don't forget to subscribe, recommend it to a friend, leave a like and a comment, and just let us know what you think. And yeah, really hope you enjoy this episode. Right, then back with episode I think 29 of the Midnight Pod, we have Jack Bayliss, um, who I guess I was put in touch with via Isabella, who we were just speaking about, um, context of that story will remain private, um, who I met like four years ago via being in York and then you went to York uni. Yes, I did. And then you've got a pretty interesting story. We were just chatting for like 10 minutes prior, um, got into like the, the corporate world, I guess, and then yeah. escaped it via, similar to the guys from chief which yeah. you just told me you know, so it's a yeah. fucking small world. I feel like this whole entrepreneurial sphere is very small. <laughs> and now you run a few different things yes um, few different aftermarket
1: companies. arbitrage yep. and then NFT Emporium and then um, I have shares in an Amazon based group as well oh sick see, see. Um, yeah
0: yeah so a lot of different things I guess as usual and we'll just chat into a load of different shit as we always do first question is just like basically who are you what do you do like how did you get started and I guess we'll go pretty chronological because it'd be interesting yeah. to go back to like like so childhood like, and then when you got started and shit. yeah
1: so I um basically it all started for me when I used to work in a gym and I had a ton of spare time when I was in the gym. Like I was supposed to be doing admin work. And then after, at the time, my girlfriend at the time, like said to me that there was these new Yeezys coming out and I knew nothing about them. And I ended up sitting on the queue whilst I was in work. I got through and then like, um, I managed to get him and like, my head completely fell off when I realized I could make like 300 quid on them, And I was like, that's the yeah. easiest money I've ever made in my life. Um, and it was sort of from then that I took like the interest in trainers and reselling, that's where it all started. So we were in like the guys who you had on, on the last part. Yeah, um, yeah, we, when, when there's these cup groups where you get these communities of people who are all going after these trainers, like we were in like pretty much the original one, um, when, back when Ollie started. And so that's that's where it all sort of began. And then we. When was this? Sorry, was this like seven years this ago? This was, yeah, this was probably about six, seven years ago. Yeah. So it was in between college and university for me. Right. Um, yeah, because I took took a gap year in between college and uni and mm. worked full time at a gym. Yeah. yeah. Um, but the gym made me want to go back into education. Um, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so did you
0: plan on being a PT first then or what?
1: I wanted to do nutrition.
0: Right, yeah. So, because yeah. I used
1: to compete in natural bodybuilding, so like that was my was life. Sick. Yeah,
0: I used to want to be a natural bodybuilder yeah, when yeah, I was like seventeen. I went yeah. through a phase of just like, eating like cottage cheese. Yeah. And shit.
1: <laughs> so that was literally my life. Like I lived and breathed it. Yeah, um, but like now, my focus shifted from a plastic trophy to wanting to make money. That's where that's sort of like yeah. what you because it's so demanding. You like I couldn't do both mm. um, because it was literally yeah that was my life. Um, so yeah, we, we sort of scaled up the shoe reselling on a personal level. And then I went to uni and just carried on doing that throughout uni. So supported myself through uni, didn't have to have a job. Yeah. Um, never really had any financial issues. I was paying my mates, like everyone in my flat, I'd be like, get them to enter stuff for me. If they won, I'd be paying them all. Like it was, everyone was making money. Everyone was happy. Um, and and yeah, so like I, I m- my like time at university, as I was saying to you earlier, like I, so I did accounting and finance and I was always wanted to go into investment banking mm. and then take a very structured route, end up on the buy side, do some like asset management and then end up at hedge fund. Like I always had like a very clear path. Did in you probably. watch Wolf of Wall Street? Yeah. Like a lot of people yeah, and
0: think that that world is as glamorous as it sounds. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I, I went through a phase like that as well. Yeah,
1: I think I think pretty much every young lad does do not they? Like yeah. it's it's natural. Um, like I was yeah, I was so focused on it and so like I was saying to you earlier, when I um did my internships at the hedge fund, my boss there said to me, like, get a first. Make sure you get a first. Like I I had no social life at uni. I'd, i in my final year I went out once. Like really? I yeah. was literally like grinding like committed to this getting this first Mm. and which I got um and then like I'm glad that I worked as hard as I did at the time like because it then led on to me like getting all my other opportunities and my other internships but looking back on it now I do think I I missed out a lot and like I was a bit tough on myself um so did you decide
0: you wanted to go into investment banking after having done the shoe reselling shit and just not saying- Yeah,
1: so it was, I was doing it.
0: Why didn't that ever take like- Because probably? I,
1: um, so, and this is the thing, everyone around me at the time when I was shoe reselling, mm. they were saying to me, why aren't you starting like Aftermarket? Like, so they were saying, why haven't you, like a company like Aftermarket um, three years prior to me starting it? Because they, they were all like, because I'd already told them about the group that I was in and they're like, why don't you do your own? Mm. Like set up on your own. And, but for me, it was like, I don't think I had that confidence and that was something that I lacked. Um, and I just like sort of kept my head down and just badgered on my own. And then, but then I got to the point where I was like, I, I like, I seen the success of the Crep Chief Lads, like, and mm-hmm. I knew them. Like, and like, I, I was like, I can do this. Like-
0: Are you from a similar place?
1: We literally lived down the road. Like we grew up Broke together. Were school friends? Yeah. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. Yes.
0: I feel like it's always like this. Yeah. There's like, always we, like clubs we, like, of yeah.
1: people that do, end so up doing my, some shit. my little brother- is best mates with Milo. They right. grew up they grew up together. They, they've been like best friends since nursery. Yeah. Like, That's mad. My it's family's friends with their family like the it's it's yeah it's it is. Um so so yeah, um whereabouts are we up to? I can't remember.
0: Doing Shooting yeah, yeah, over, so, over, yeah, yeah, doing both,
1: yeah. So I never really seen like the long term in that, and never really thought mm. I could do anything with it. So because I'd always just done it on my own. Yeah. So sort of when when them lads, the crep chief lads came together as a group, I was just still on my own doing it, um, and that's sort of where like I didn't really think I could do anything with it. I think, and I was so like, I think I'd always been very focused on my education and. Taking that structured path, like my family, like my uncle, he's Cambridge educated, extremely smart, and like I think from a young age, I've always been like it's always been drilled into me, Mm. like that I've really got to nail my education. Yeah, and yeah, so we um, it was after after I pretty much finished uni, started an internship, finished that internship. Then had like a six week break before I started my full time job, and it was in that six week break that I started aftermarket. Um, so and like, when
0: was this? Like two, three years ago?
1: No, like it literally like eighteen months ago. Oh shit! Yeah. yeah, it was like it was like yeah, yeah. It would be eighteen months ago now. Um, so I literally like the day that I started my job was mm. the day that the website went live. So, like right, they collided, yeah, um, and then yeah, like it, obviously lockdown hit, and for me that was like it benefited the businesses tremendously Mm. Um, because everyone's at home. Everyone wanted to make money. Everyone had the furlough money coming in. Yeah. More time on the hands. And then, yeah, there was just so many more opportunities came up with, obviously, all the supply chain issues. So, and we were able to leverage that. Um, And then, yeah, so it exploded. And then it got to the point where I was like, working long hours, my boss is at my corporate job were like I was seeing the hours that they were putting in mm. and I had a rough gauge on what they were earning for those I was like I would get messages at like three in the morning and like I was just like I know what like I have so an idea of, yeah I have an idea of what you're being paid and you're having to work until three in the morning like it's like it's just the system's like so messed up how, how the, the guys in like m and have to work um and it was just like I don't want to sacrifice that. And when I seen like, when I kept putting my time into the businesses, seeing them grow, like when I told my bosses about aftermarket, cause I only told them like pretty much a month before I left, like their heads were like blown off and they were like, how have you been here so long? Like, and they like said to me, like they were really supportive of it. Mm. So they said to me, um, you go, like if the business fails, you've got a job here, just pick up the phone. Like, so they've been really good about it. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's, it took a while for me to get to that point to be confident enough.
0: So when did you quit your job?
1: October, so. Just gone? Yeah. Like so five months ago. Yeah, so I like, I had to get like, for me, I, I needed like a lot of reassurance. Like, I know not reassurance, I seek advice from a lot of people. So mm. I, um, I'd um i go back to all my, where I interned at, I spoke to my managers, uh, they put me in touch with some guys in VC, this guy's in VC then put me in touch with um, two lawyers that had just quit their full time jobs as lawyers to launch their app. And like they walked me through the process and sort of like said, they said, to, like they were pre revenue and they yeah. just took the leap. And they were like, mate, you need to do it now. And then when I was speaking to like VC, they were like, if you want to, if you, if you want investment, we're not, um, there's no chance we're going to invest in you if you work in a full time job as well. Yeah. Like we need to see you fully committed to this. And that, it was those sort of things that mm. made me think like, if I want to take this business like, to the next level, I just need to jump now.
0: Yeah. So how did you, you went through the whole of uni thinking that m a like corporate yeah. world was what you really wanted to do. Yeah. So and Even right up until the end of uni, you were convinced.
1: Yeah. So like, I mean, for me, like my like, whole life was structured.
0: Yeah. Were you doing any like reselling during uni at this point? Still, yeah. So or I or always reselled. Focused? I'd, like, like I'd, say, I'd, I'd say in
1: my final year, Probably in my final year, I pretty much dropped off, but I had enough money banked.
0: Yo, fellas, quick one first bit of promo for the pod you may or may not have heard i released a fucking e course a few months ago basically spent like six months making it because i was in between businesses as you probably know if you follow my shit i must say 12 hours long it's fucking quality content i was gonna drop it at like 1500 quid with some bullshit guru-y webinar and all that rubbish but as you know it's not my main thing i'm working on a new brand right now very very fucking much in the trenches which is why i think is actually a better course than everything else out there because it's built on real experience of my brands in the past and my current one i think it's super super valuable if you're interested in e you're already in e and you want it to get into ecom zero to one starting a brand from scratch then definitely worth investing in link is in the bio of this video or podcast spotify apple music wherever the fuck you're listening or watching and enjoy the rest of the pod
1: um from a reselling that like i didn't i didn't have to worry like about working or anything like that i was literally just fully committed to my studies in my final year. and you went to york you knew york
0: why did you choose Europe for uni, I swear? It's a good that, uni, but right. just a shit city. So, Cause I went to Newcastle.
1: This is like, this is a hundred percent the truth. So I, um, so I was supposed to do biological sciences. Like this is on the background of the nutrition or yeah. sort of, like I was interested in that. Um, uh, Sorry, I got accepted there, but I decided like prior to getting my results that I wasn't going to go if I got accepted. Because mm. um, I just didn't want to go into that field anymore. Um, so I was in New York at the time. My girlfriend had to give me my results, so she's like, "You have got this." So then I rang up like clearing. I like, no, I sat, I sat on my phone with my mom and dad, and I literally picked the course that had the best name. So I seen like accounting, business, finance, and management. I was like, "That sounds fancy," Backing and out, that you. that is literally how I picked it. Like I was like, um, and yeah, we just went from there.
0: And is that because you you wanted to go into that world, or you just? No, thought, I, I've always wanted to go into business. Right, so like, yeah, yeah. I've
1: got like. I said so. My uncle is um, really successful. He's a, he was a consultant. One of my other uncles is an MD. Like um, he's been MD at some big firms, and like I've always been surrounded by that sort of corporate world. Yeah. Like my dad's in the same same yeah, position. As it's like it was sort of like natural for me. Mm. But the accounting, like, that was horrific. And that yeah. that's that's like yeah, that's part of the reason that I had to leave leave my other job as well it's just too too time consuming
0: yeah so getting started with the business obviously six weeks yeah. before you started that job yeah, yeah did you know anything about how to start like an online business because obviously absolutely nothing was it literally just, like, like, literally, I knew,
1: literally i i knew what like from being in that original group at the start hmm. i knew what needed to be in there. Um, I knew I had all the contacts to get all of the software that I needed. I'd sort of built relationships in years and years and years, so I knew that everything was in place if I wanted to make this happen. So mm-hmm. I literally, I wrote like an ebook, um, like covered everything that I've ever learned, like, and then we then put that, um, in the group. That was like the first thing we did, um, and then yeah, we just just took it from there and literally just adapted as we went. Like when we started, like looking back on it now, it was probably a bit of a shambles, but you've got to start somewhere, haven't you? And now yeah, we've got I'm it to a saying. point where it's, it's runs like clockwork.
0: And at the start then, after that six weeks, yeah. like how legit of a business was it when you launched it? Like did it, did you get customers quickly or what? Was no, it, so, a slow grind?
1: Nah, it was slow at first. So like on launch day, I'd like, I'd done so much, I put so much work into it. And it was my brother's birthday. We went out for his birthday meal and um, I got one sign up like to the, the business and I was mm. just sat there with my face like slapped ass I was like I failed like I've put this money into it um, and I was just like I can't believe it like I've wasted so much time but then I just felt like I just need to keep going with it, keep going and everyone around me was saying that at the time like just don't let your head go and it was it started picking up pace and then as we got to so launched it in beginning of, let's say beginning of August mm. and then it started picking up pace around about December,
0: and this is on a monthly subscription, yeah, similar to CrepChief,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it coming into like December, January, February, it just exploded,
0: yeah. And how were you getting customers at the start? Um, how so did that change.
1: We literally so I hired a guy before the company actually launched. I just spoke to him about the idea. Um, it's called Food Review Club, and like he literally just goes around to takeaway places around the country. I swear I've seen You've that, but probably they're, they're seen if it's
0: the same him. guy. It's like some really fat guy.
1: Yeah, yeah, it, it was probably him. Yeah, fucking hell, yeah, it's uh, funny. so like he, I like because I wanted to um, target the general public, so yeah. I wanted to go for people that had no idea what reselling was, and I wanted to be that training ground for them because there's already an area of Twitter of high, like really experience people in the sneaky game, mm. but the culture is so toxic. Like if a beginner comes in and asks a question, they'll get laughed at. Mm. I wanted to be the solution to that and bring newcomers in yeah. and then be the stepping stone. So we like I thought, right, let's go for someone who I know is good on camera, can sell, but he's not he's got an audience that are engaged with him and will believe and trust in him mm. but aren't aware of reselling probably whatsoever. And it just, like... The first, like, couple of promotions didn't didn't work, didn't do anything. But the more he kept laying it on, mm. it got to a point And then, yeah, that just exploded everything. It was, like, the perfect so song. So it's just
0: influencer marketing, basically, yeah. to start with. Yeah. And then... That, that is a niche choice to do some food review, but it probably makes sense. Yeah. yeah.
1: His audience. like There was, like, yeah, there was reasoning behind it, yeah. like... But... Um, Yeah, so then now we've gone into... So we work with Tom Skinner from The Apprentice. Mm. um, Because he's just a character, like, he's brilliant. And he, yeah, he does great for us. And we work with a few car guys as well. Um, And we Do
0: you do do any paid social? Yeah. Like, Facebook guys as well? Yeah,
1: yeah. Like, that's that's something that I want to sort of... I want to understand that better myself. Um, Because we're paying a lot of money to, like agency at the moment and I don't even know what I'm getting from my money Mm. if that makes sense like I don't see the return on investment Um, and it's getting to a point where it's like I want to understand this myself so I can do something about it yeah because I don't like we've been through like three I think we've been through three agencies now
0: yeah I went through seven over two years
1: and like none of like the one we've got now is good but the previous ones like they just like, it was just false promises, but we we can do Mm. X, Y, Z and just none of it came off. And then like, I've lost, I've lost so much money on ads. Like paying these companies, like, like I think our first one, well, no, our second one we worked with. So like for clarity now we pay like the company three grand a month now to, Mm. to manage them. But the company beforehand we were paying them like seven grand a month and they did nothing like, and I was like, and I'm just like, I've wasted so much money on it. Well, it's, I guess it's learning isn't it? yeah, it? yeah
0: and how, how quickly did you think like was there a point where you thought I probably could could quit my job um, before you actually did like, yeah, you oh, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah like when I think it was when the revenue of the business got to about four grand a month and I was like mm. so we're doing over 40k a year now like at that point our margins were ridiculous like I'd probably say, like, when when we were just doing four grand a month, like, it was probably costing under a grand to run. Yeah. And then, as we were scaling it, like, it got to a point where, let's say, I think when we were at 10 grand revenue, it was two grand to run. Yeah. Um. So it was, like...
0: Yeah, because margins always shrink. As you yeah.
1: Say. And then, that like, now, it's, yeah. it's tough for us. But we, um, it, it, I think it was at the point when I, like, and I said this to my boss at work, like, when... <laughs> I was earning my day, I could pay myself my daily, my daily wage from my company, mm. what I would earn in a month there. Yeah. And that was like the point where I was like, I can't be wasting more time on my corporate job when I've got this opportunity in front of me, that's mm. paying me so much more that needs my attention. Yeah. And then that's from there. like, so the guys that I run the NFT group with now, they were initially members of my group, mm. then employees, then we're all mates and like now we start a company together um,
0: so you've got the NFT Emporium yeah that's what it's called right yeah, yeah, as well yeah yeah and is it, there's something else I know
1: yeah so there is another one called Resale Concierge yeah that's so it. that's yeah. one that I I helped um, the start up of that um, but I don't have any sort of influence on in the day to day running of that mm. I literally just helped it from the ground up um, and then I just take my kit back
0: yeah, yeah. right so obviously scaling the business while working a corporate job that I guess a lot of people would say is like fucking really good job like yeah, yeah. classic path I suppose Yeah. why did you because I I never went down like the whole I never got sucked into like the corporate world because I yeah. was I don't know I guess I just like figured out what I was doing while I was in uni then dropped out and that was just my path yeah. but it seems very different to go from wanting to be like really? I guess a, a big time like corporate player in that space yeah yeah to them being like
1: my end goal was properly entrepreneurial yeah like my my end goal was to like be a partner at hedge fund that's what i wanted yeah but so i think it was for me it came a lot of it came from like the partner at the hedge fund that i interned at when he like recognized me and like sort of like accepted me
0: Mm.
1: that like i then idolized him and i was like i need to like do everything I can to make sure I impress this guy. Like, cause I want to be back there. Cause like he said to me, he said, one day, one day you're going to be hiring my son. And like that, like, I was like, fuck, like if he, if it's he's, like yeah. Like if he's saying that to me, like it meant, it meant so much to me at the time because like I, when I was trying to get internships, I said, I got, I got that through networking. I applied for like over a hundred internships. Like I was nailing them and I got mm. nowhere. Like, and, obviously getting that and then being appreciated by someone who's in a, one of the most prestigious firms in the UK was like mm. massive for me and then thats I think that's where the tunnel vision came from and it was sort of like I know that I can I can earn upwards of I could like I could be earning like three quarters of a million like up to a million and then then if, if you're like if you a hedge fund and then you take you obviously take your management fee and stuff like that it sort of becomes millions and millions but now I know what it's like to get that to that point, mm. and I, I realize as well that that was never for me. Like the guys that are going to get them jobs are way more academic than me. Like I've got like a, I'm not that, numerate, brainy guy. I'd mm. rather like build something and just work hard at it. Like it's like for me, stuff has never come easy. Like I've never picked something up and like been, just been fluid with it. I have yeah. to work for everything, and that's why I feel like what like why. I work well with these businesses because I'm willing to put it, put time in from the ground up and just wait until it, we'll make sure that it it keeps going. Yeah.
0: You know, it's interesting. I'm probably going to go off on a fucking tangent here. So it's kind of, I was at this like house party last night, which was like, there was a bunch of, it was called like an entrepreneur's house party. And I was like, whatever. Like (laughs) I kind of, I knew the sort of people that would be there before I went there. I'm not going to call out any names, but it's a bunch of like VCs. And like, in other words, like, a bunch of people my age that are investors, but have never built businesses and aren't entrepreneurs, yeah, yeah. but think they're a big fish because they're spending other people's money. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. one of those, so, uh, kind of similar to the whole like city vibe. Yeah, yeah. Like, I put a tweet out as well. Like, pro- maybe I'm just bitter because like it's never been m- my thing. But like, <laughs> what did I say? Like, you walk around like Mayfair, whatever, like Berkeley Square, and like, I'll just be wearing like this outfit, and then you get some cunt in like a suit, that, suit you know yeah, they think yeah, they're yeah. better than yeah yeah 100% but you know that they're a corporate slave and I can go to Brazil tomorrow and do my own thing do you know what I mean so um, like it's, it's so different yeah. it's a different way of viewing and, the world yeah and like and that, it, it is a different skill set as well though like you are saying I think some almost. people love to I'm probably gonna get fucking cans of like calling out corporate <laughs> culture but like <laughs> they think that like that is everything because they can make money but like the way I've always thought about it is there's like three pillars to like how you get paid it's like money like money location freedom and like enjoyment I guess Yeah, yeah. so like I always thought why would, I'd rather get paid I would rather hypothetically make a hundred grand on a laptop doing something I love yeah. that's creative or whatever yeah. than a million quid in an 18 hour a day desk job where I have to be in the 100%. city for 40 years yeah. until I'm 50
1: yeah. or 60 so you know I mean and that's not like, even close Yeah, and, and the
0: irony is I could probably make way more money anyway building a business that I'm passionate about yeah. which is what I'm in the process of doing now, anyway. Yeah, yeah. But it's just most people, because of, like, school, university, fucking media conditioning, yeah. like, genuinely,
1: yeah. without being too conspiracy theory, like, they just don't see it that way. No, and okay. Exactly like, I was, if, if it wasn't for, like, like, the thing is, yeah, if it wasn't, for, I love, like, the idea of the ripple effect, like, where, if yeah. I wouldn't have got that pair of trainers on that yeah, day... Yeah. Like so when I got those that first pair of trainers, I had no money in my bank, my mum and dad had to transfer me money, like that so many things could have gone wrong with that transaction. Mm. And it all just fell into place and that changed my life. Like and it's now like if I hadn't done that, I would probably be in that that position of just being stuck in the nine to five.
0: Yeah, it's mad. <laughs> the semin yeah, the whole like, Literally, effect.
1: yeah, yeah. It's that that one transaction seven years ago has completely yeah, changed. That like,
0: gave you like the little spark of uh, I can do my own thing.
1: Yeah, I, I I found out how much money you could make in shoot. But I had no interest. Like, I didn't even know it was a thing. And mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, it's it's like I but I love reflecting on stuff like that. Like yeah. that's when it gets a bit. I spend way too much time yeah.
0: reflecting <laughs> on like every element of my life. Yeah, so it gets all deep. It's like a fucking movie scene in my head every time. Yeah, yeah. but um, yeah, fuck, we're only twenty-five minutes in, so I'm gonna bring it back to like normal shit before I go too deep. Coming back to scaling the business then like was it obviously it was literally you working I guess in evenings weekends whatever alongside your job to start with did you like scale a team around that eventually or yeah so how did you basically the setup
1: the setup was um, I launched at the start um, I luckily got given a Twitter that was in that field with like 3000 followers so Mm. I put up a um, like just like a a a post um, to that like an application form to work for us. Mm. And this was before we started. And I basically hired a lot of students at the time, like, and they were all really passionate about trainers. So they came in at the start and they like, a lot of them are still with us today. Uh, we've only had two people leave in like since we've been running. So like we've had low churn. Um, But for me, like my, my routine became start work at probably around about half eight, I'd work until about six. I'd then study for my ACA from six till like nine. And then I would work on aftermarket from say like nine till 11 or nine till midnight. Like So then I got to a point where I was like getting in a rut because I had no life. Like, I, I like mm. the gym fell off, relationship fell off. Like I was like, just work, 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 work. work. Yeah. And then that's when, um, it was like, yeah. So that's when I then like, I was making decent money, but I knew that I had to hire more people. So my brother now works for me full time, um, and we've now got a team of around about fifteen um, who expanded to, to run the day to day. So it's now yeah. now at the point where I generally could get away with not looking at the Discord mm. all day.
0: Yeah, is it fully remote? Or do you have an office?
1: Uh, it's fully remote, but the. Yeah. Um, the apartment I'm moving into, my brother has like the top The top floor is an office. So mm. we're going to start bringing some of the lads in there.
0: Yeah, sick, sick. And how do you see like, obviously I'm, I don't want to reference the previous episode too much because it's similar to Crap Chief, but like, how do you see, wh- what do you think the vision is for, for a business model like this? Kay. Is it just to, I guess, obviously, ultimately it's a SaaS business, right? Yeah. Software as a service. Do you think there's like, is there a ceiling in terms of how many people you can get because of the way it works, like being reselling? Because I yeah, know the previous I, guys mentioned that.
1: Yeah, I think, in my opinion, there, there is a bit of a, there is, there's got to be a ceiling. Because, mm. I, like, we can see it with the larger groups, like, the damage that can be caused to, the, like, the reselling market, where, like, if you let um, 10,000 people loose at a product, yeah. the price is just going to, Fall through the floor. Mm. Whereas, if like a thousand people were controlling the, the price of that product, it would be hiked up. Like it's like the, the it does get to a point. But for me, I um I want to take aftermarket and make it more of like also like a lifestyle brand. Like mm. I don't want to just be benefiting people financially. Yeah. So I want to start working on like mental health, um, entre- like bringing in entrepreneurs to do talks, um, uh, motivational talking. Um sort of like business coaching. Like we want to sort of bring people more value than just financial gain. Yeah. Um, so that we can assist them in other parts of the life. Because mm-hmm. like it gets to a point where yeah, we can provide every flip that's out there right now, but then how do you differentiate yourself from the other groups that are also providing every other flip? Like yeah. because the every pretty much every group's doing the same. Like there's Your
0: charge the same as well.
1: Similar, yeah. Mm. Like it's so it's like it it, it is what it is. It's But it's it's like little things like this where I want to bring in more value than just financial, and like we've had a good response so far um, in terms of people wanting to see this. Like because a lot of people who do want to start their own businesses and or want to scale, they want they want that initial support. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it's something we're looking into. Do you
0: think it's a business that ultimately you could sell and get an exit from?
1: Yeah. Um. So when i was speaking Have you ever with, thought about that yeah um, when i was speaking with vc um, they put like evaluation on it mm. and i've worked so my accountant also does like a lot of corporate finance stuff like at ESS in like MA mm. and he's put a value on it as well like and if someone and like for me working MA, i knew what multiples yeah. of revenue yeah, yeah, yeah. I knew exactly, I, I got to a point where I was like, I know what my company's worth now. And mm. like, and then I'd heard it off these guys as well. Like the VC, when the VC guy like pretty much said to me the same as what I'd been thinking, like I was like, like it was mind blowing because I, 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 like to go from, so it was a two 2,000 pound, it cost me the initiate to start it. Mm. And so it went from like a 2,000 um, pound investment to like a seven figure valuation within, eight nine months yeah like and for me that was huge like that was something that was like, like and I never thought that was going to happen like I thought aftermarket would be something that I'd make money from for a few months mm. and then I'd just close it and now it's yeah. a different beast but yeah like I don't think right now I wouldn't sell um but I'm interested in hearing valuations of it Mm-hmm and what yeah. and seeing because for me it's like it'd be interesting to see who would actually who's actually in the market to take over a mm. company like this because for me the only other people is like let's say Crep Chief mm. would just acquire us or acquire another company like I so I have got approached by a group with 200 members to buy them last week um, but they just it doesn't make any sense. Like they wanna they want me to buy the company but to keep them separate, like not merge. Yeah. Um so I'm not going ahead with it. But it's sort of like the the only other people are like I, I don't think anyone from a VC realistically would come into the space like, cause there's no one in it. It's like it's mm-hmm. only the bigger players and like the crap chief guys are the biggest in the game. So it's like it's sort of like they're bigger than you. Yeah, yeah. Like they would How much bigger? Do you know? I, rec- I reckon they're about 2.5 times bigger. Yeah. But there's five of them, um, one of me. Four of them, uh, four or five. Yeah, I've always yeah. thought
0: that this, I've always been a solo founder because I've yeah. always thought, why, why would I want to split the fucking pie with five people or two people? Um, but I guess everyone's different. Um, has there ever been like, I'm chopping the change between topics here, yeah. but has there ever been like, has it been any like beef being the fact that you come from like this same place and shit and you're in a similar
1: oh uh, yeah like they know like about this like who
0: started first so they
1: started first yeah so like there was a lot of like and I was literally speaking to Will um, about this last night Mm. when we were out together Um, like I was devastated when I found out they set up a group and like I wasn't involved in it because me and Will started reselling together um, and then Milo got on board then Brad and Tom and everyone yeah literally everyone just started getting on it and then I went to uni and that's sort of like when I became distanced from them and then but I was still reselling I still talked to them all the time Mm. but then like they never told me so this is like a funny story so like um, they never told me about the group and I got like linked to it on Twitter like someone messaged me said what's this I was Mm. like I don't know and then I went onto Discord and like Milo had spelt his name backwards, so it was Olim instead of Milo. <laughs> and he's like, he, he confessed it to me in Sandra Tropez. He was like, "Yeah, the only reason I did that was so that you wouldn't realize it was me." Like, and I was just like, <laughs> was <interesting> "Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah." So it's like the walls, like, and it, like it, it did hit me hard that because we'd all sat together, I the original group, um, so it was called One Stop Cop. Mm. That was the like the original one. I brought that to them. And then like, I was like, we've all been in this together. Why am I not included in this? Mm. And it was like, but I get it because they were all seeing each other on a daily I was at uni, stuff was different. Yeah, you copped out. Yeah,
0: You, you pussied out this entrepreneurial literally, lifestyle when uni. went You chose the, chose the green pill or whatever it's called. Yeah. <laughs> Manchester. Do, do you think having obviously like, I guess a pro- proper education, but more importantly, like experience in the corporate world, particularly in the shit you were doing, do you think that helped you set up the business or do you think it's a completely different skill set? The
1: the thing that I think that it's helped me with the most is actually being able to deal with people. Mm. Like and sort of handle basic customer service. Like we the way that like some of the people some of like the young people that I come across who've had no experience in like working at a proper job mm. and all they've done is resell in. Yeah their, like, actual, like, manners and way of speaking to other people is appalling. Yeah. And, like, it's, like, you, once you, if you ever have to, st- well, not once, if you ever have to step into the real world, like, you're going to have a shock because you're not going to be able to speak to people, like, the way you do. Mm. Like, it's, like, constant beefing, like, uh, like keyboard worry stuff. Yeah. And, like, it's, like, like, like so I had a, a conversation with someone the other day and... I was like, I was asked so they fa- like, they filed a charge back against me, and that's like really damaging for our business. Like, um, I've dealt with yeah. literally seven figures in chargebacks yeah. in and 2020. Yeah, <laughs> I, uh, I, I literally because I knew the guy, so I asked him why, and he just went in on me saying like you're a pussy," and I was like, what, "What? do you mean? I've asked you a question. Like, why? Like, some of these people that you come across, like, they just don't know how to interact, mm. and the they don't know how to have a mature conversation and that's what I've learned the majority of the country to (laughs) be honest and that's what I feel like even people that are in the real world yeah that's that's like what I feel like for me what I've learned is being able to approach anyone and be because for me as an owner I'm like liked by pretty much every other group owner and like like for example the crep Chief Lads are hated by a lot of other groups I'm in a A good position with everyone because I feel like I've always kept good relationships, and that's what I feel like the corporate, like, sort of life told me. Yeah,
0: yeah. Don't burn bridges. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, Because that's
1: and that that's like the most important one: don't burn bridges. Like that's something. Yeah,
0: I actually was speaking to a mate in Brazil about this last week, and yeah, it was like a half an hour conversation. I think it's so true. Like I I, I would make the effort not to burn bridges, even if I thought someone was was complete cunt. Yeah. Because it just it doesn't look well on you. You
1: don't, and like this is like.
0: And I know people that have burnt bridges that someone that was actually on this podcast. Um, <laughs> it was fucking an early episode. Yeah, he just he basically cut off all his mates over nothing. And I'm like, yeah. what are you doing? This is gonna you're really gonna regret this. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Cause you can't go back on that shit. No.
1: No. People yeah. It's like and that's it, like you never ever know when when something's gonna come in handy. Like there's a the most like, like for me, like feeling like I'd failed trying to get an internship and then managing to find it from someone at the gym. Like the most unexpected time, I just returned back from uni to train at the gym. And then one of my old friends from working there managed to plug me with a hedge fund job. Like mm. it's stuff like that, that you like, you've got to maintain. Like you can't think, you can't ever think you're better than someone and detach yourself from from like where you, where you come from.
0: Yeah, so true. Like I always say that, you can lose all the money in the world, but if you have got a good network and experience, probably most importantly, a good network from yeah. experience, yeah. then it's fucking like you're fine. <laughs> yeah,
1: like, and if you if, I mean? if, if, if you and if you've got that in place, like I'd also believe that if you'd lost all your money, if you've got that in place, you're you're on the right path to getting it all back again.
0: Exactly, that's that's kind of what's happened with me. I lost yeah. a lot of money, but fucking, I, I, you don't lose the connections you have and yeah. the experience you have and then you do it again and it's and it's five times easier.
1: Yeah. So how, how like did you deal with that? Because for me, I'm very, very worried about, so I, as quick as aftermarket grew, mm. I'm worried about it crashing just as quick. And it's something yeah. that plays on my mind all the time. Like as we, our, like the, the business has been struggling the past month and like... W- yeah,
0: I think start of 2022 has been bad for a lot of, yeah. a lot of like, We're getting really hit.
1: Numb. The NFT groups, everything in our sector has been mm. hit hard. Um, and it's sort of like, for me, it's like, oof, like it's a bit like, what's going to happen here? And I that-
0: find this such an interesting topic. So, yeah, like, so, sorry, I cut you off. No, but no, Karen. No, y- y- your question is, how, how did I deal with that? Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, I kind of discussed this broadly, like, on a few pods. But, like, for me, it's always just been, like, I, literally, I could be, like, I mean, <laughs> What am I trying to say? I guess I've genuinely never been worried that I won't work it out. Yeah, I, I genuinely mean that from the core of my being yeah. because I know that I'm good enough. Yeah, I think that's key. I'm not deluded. I know I'm good enough. I know people around me are on a certain level as well, and I know that I'm fucking like a sicko cunt if I yeah, want to be yeah, like get yeah. it done. Like I just, yeah, I've yeah. always that's just a mindset. Like, and yeah, like I felt very close to like losing everything and fucking like this time last year like a bit before but I, I knew I'd work it out and I, d- I did work it out ultimately and like made the very best of it I made pretty good out of a very shit situation yeah yeah but I think yeah like I, I guess it was humbling because yeah I, w- I went from feeling like I was on top of the world and like everything was perfect to ultimately what I would say is like meant rock bottom really for a few months and but that, then I, I now feel way stronger yeah which is such a cliche and shit, but like, I, I know a lot more about the yeah. certain sides of business and way more experienced. Yeah. I reckon I know more than any Dom that's got an MBA, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. Like, genuinely. Like, because I dealt with all these funds and shit, like, the, yeah, the and lawyers and, and, and uh, a lot you've, of
1: you've problematic you've side of stuff. You've done it all, you've not studied it all. Like, you've, yeah you've, exactly like, you've experienced it firsthand. And when when, like, if the, these businesses are solely owned by you, that pressure's all on you. Like Yeah, you, so
0: that's why I went down a different route with this next business. Yeah. So now I, I raised a bunch of funding for this. Yeah. But yeah, then that was mainly because I just didn't want to do it myself again. Yeah, yeah, But again, that was, I've got a mad network and like some of the investors are crazy. Like they've built literally unicorn businesses and, but that network's come from the compound effect of other shit I've done. So like even the bad stuff that happened.
1: Yeah, yeah, It still ended up with-
0: actually got me certain things that wouldn't. I, I met certain people through that that I wouldn't have met if shit hadn't gone bad yeah so you it, so, it, it,
1: and the end result has been positive like from
0: yeah I feel like if if you ultimately and it comes back to what we're saying before like if you ultimately try try and do the best you can in any situation and keep like a moral compass yeah then usually you'll, it'll come good I think yeah as long as you fucking like face face the music when shit goes wrong
1: so like on, just out of interest. Um, um, yeah. It's, yeah, I'm so out now. of interest. What? So on the topic of moral compass, so like we get absolutely railroaded in our industry for what we do. Yeah. What do you think I, about I, it? Like because, well, so Well, I for can me, see why, because
0: not that I agree with it, but I, I imagine it's the whole, I think there's two sides to it. And I'm going to sound controversial here. Yeah. I think the market that you're selling to is, it's a, it's a I guess a lower portion of the kind of, the market in terms of like lower income yes, jobs yeah, yeah. that sort of stuff um, and I think there's a correlation between that and people that like to talk shit online yes because yeah, and yeah. I, and I experienced it when, when Neon Beach went wrong yes yeah, yeah. it was only people that were from certain walks of life that would fucking make these threats online because anyone yeah. else knows that that's, that's not how you deal with the problem yeah. like yeah like, like keyboard warriors yeah generally have similar backgrounds and shit is what I'm trying to say so I think that's the first one, but I guess it falls into that. Does it fall into like kind of the whole guru category, which people hate, like teaching people how to make money? No, no. make so money online.
1: No, like literally, the, the only hate. But does we, the hate come from consoles, like bots and shit? Yeah, but even kids like not so so when to we were buy just doing bot. sneakers, yeah, yeah, yeah. we got no hate. It was sort of accepted. It's this console thing that has just ripped it all apart. And parents it's, saying
0: the kids couldn't get Yeah,
1: and like, like. And this is it. So like for me, I've experienced it now where, so Sky came to me and said, we've written an article and we want your opinion on it. Like, And so I was like, "Right, okay, um, give mm-hmm. them my opinion. Like, uh, and they said like, blah, blah, blah. And they were right, the, this, like, the, it was the next day actually he said the article's live. And I looked, there was no other story. The whole thing was just what I'd been talking about. He'd posted my name everywhere and my company. And I'd never given permission to use it. In money. a bad way? Yes, oh, horrendous.
0: Saying it was like a scam?
1: It literally just like, the, when, when the guy was interviewing me, I got off and like, my mum was like, how, how did it go? And I was like, it wasn't good that. I, do. I could tell he had like, the interviewer had, he was passionate in a way that he hated what I was doing. Yeah. Like he already came into that closed-minded. And yeah. he then portrayed it horrendously. It then got picked up by every other news outlet. It did the rounds, loads of death threats, blah, blah, blah. Yeah,
0: it then quieted down. There. Yeah. It makes me feel better that other people have been there.
1: It quieted down. It picked up again. It went around even worse. So, but then, like, we were getting people from Russia. Like, this was a couple of weeks ago. We were getting people from Russia, like, Taiwan, Singapore, France, joining aftermarket, like, everywhere. And I was like, what is happening with this? It's crazy. And then, but all these were all negative stories, like, making me out mm. to be like the devil and then the bbc um aired a documentary last night on us showing the flip side of the coin and
0: just just specifically on you or the whole me market?
1: i do no, me and aftermarket
0: on bbc yeah yeah fucking hell
1: um and it's no, it's, it's a good watch to be fair um I'll, I'll show you it later but it's they they show the flip side of the coin because so i'd film with the bbc before the Sky News article dropped. Mm. And then when he seen what happened and what they'd done, he was like, I know that you're not this bad person. So he was like, Right, we're gonna we're gonna work to actually show the flip side of the coin. So then they got members, like people's lives that we changed. Yeah. Like people that are doing reselling to keep a roof over their head. Mm. And like to show that it's not just greedy kids. People are doing this for legit reasons. Yeah. And it's sort of provided that contrast. And yeah, like it's it's come like again today i've been flooded with death threats again like and but it's just like if you've got time to sit at your laptop oh, and don't get get out on a that. death threat to me like go and buy something up be productive do something well, else yeah
0: like i've said it so many times it's the truest thing ever like no one that's written hate online ever has done anything with their life never.
1: No. Not no, like because i don't feel like not I, even like a small thing i've never written yeah. hate online I've never, yeah, so I've never tra- felt... Like, I'm doing something in my Yeah, life. I've never, ever felt the need to go into someone's like, Instagram comments mm-hmm. or anything and just, like, railroad Like, I don't... Yeah. Un- to me, it doesn't add up. Nah, I just...
0: You should <laughs> feel sorry for people like that. Like, yeah, it's fucking mad. It, yeah, the whole, like... I think anything at scale online just attracts some sort of hate, doesn't it? Yeah. Because the whole keyboard warrior nature, like, because it's online
1: people feel anonymous and And it's the same thing with like I even watch it with like like for example Food Review Club we work with he doesn't even he literally provides free videos online reviewing food and the Mm. amount of hate that he gets like it's like it's not even what what, there's no need for it I don't don't get it but yeah (laughs) I think it's because
0: ultimately a lot of people live very sad lives and just their outlet is hating on people that are doing stuff that they never had the balls to do yeah that really is it yeah
1: and that's like so this for me like like touch on this this is like and I say it to my mates all the time and it probably winds them up but my uncle said it to me and it literally stuck with me and it changed like literally like it changed my life. So my uncle said to me like it's not a dress rehearsal and like when I heard that like I was like I've only got one shot of this life like I want to make sure that I have the best life possible and like I will do whatever I can to make sure that I have a good life but my family have a good life Mm. I want I want my kids to be supported and then my grandkids to like I want like generational wealth like I want everyone to be looked after it's like at the end of the day like if you've got one shot why not do absolutely everything you can take up every opportunity and it's like that for me is like it's it's so motivating and I don't understand like for me like it doesn't add up when people are just happy like do you know like staying static in one place I get that the security but it just doesn't it doesn't make sense to me like my personality
0: yeah I completely agree but that's because you, you're wired different if you're an entrepreneur like yeah. everyone that watches this podcast yeah, yeah. Like, it's just a fact it's like and the whole 99% 1% whatever like cliche but it's and there's no better or worse but it just it is a different way of viewing the world and it ultimately comes down to a create over consume yes. mindset yeah, yeah. And I always say that like, it's on the fucking midnight.co <laughs> website create over consume but it's so true yeah, yeah. like if you're not like, ultimately a good barometer of like I don't know if you're just doing cool shit I think it's like if you're making more than you're consuming to like make a podcast instead of watch Love Island yeah, yeah. The dogs crying <laughs> something like that and like yeah, I just, I just think most people aren't wired that way. Yeah. Or they've been conditioned to believe they, they aren't that way. And yeah. Probably a combination of both. And yeah, I guess when... It's like if someone's happy just doing nothing, that's fine. There's no problem yeah. with that. But when they start hating online, that's a different ballgame. Yeah. Yeah, it's sad to and see. And start really.
1: start projecting that hate onto people that actually are doing something. Like that's, yeah. That, yeah. And
0: then I, th- I think you probably get people that stop doing the thing in the early stages because they got hate or something. Oh yeah. So I used to get hate for putting YouTube music videos out when I was seventeen on YouTube, and like whatever, and like, I actually stopped doing them. Yeah, yeah. Like, that, that wasn't my career path anyway. But in the end, yeah, But, yeah, yeah. Like, but no, but it's, it's, kind, it's kind of deep. It's the point, isn't because it? Because until yeah, you've got any experience or something like that, that might throw you off a path that could have been interesting.
1: Yeah. It's such a shame, but I feel like that's like it's a massive one that we YouTube and it. Like anyone who's starting YouTube at the start i'm pretty sure everyone gets railroaded just
0: content of any kind yeah yeah it's actually so true but like literally every single thing ever starts from nothing yeah that's the thing i think (laughs) people you have to remember like every business every celebrity sports person whatever it is like you don't make the first move whether that's like buying a domain name fucking like with me doing this first episode i was probably shitting myself yeah if you don't do it you'll never know if you don't do it it will never become anything and that goes like even like as far as like speaking to a girl that you like or, yeah
1: literally, literally. like right. actually
0: though like because I completely agree with the like it's not a dress rehearsal thing like I've started getting to that point now where it's like if you don't ask you won't get with anything and yeah like, I've learned it it's just like, not gonna yeah, happen no right? yeah
1: and that's it like you've got to you've got to like test it and you've got to see what you can do like there's no there's no there's no time to there's literally no time to waste like Hmm. don't wait it doesn't make sense yeah it's so true
0: so true um come back to the business end quickly yeah how was that and we touched on it briefly before we started recording like what was it like when you quit then because obviously like i said before i never went into the corporate world so you had quite a big contrast i guess from having that that structure to having i guess no structure apart from the structure you give yourself
1: yep so what was that like for me, I still 100% struggle with that today. Um, it's something that I'm getting better with, but because I was conditioned from uni and working so many hours, like just studying, mm-hmm. to then going into my job and doing um, like, literally like, like I said, I was doing with my, let's say eight to 11. Like every, I was working all the time yeah. and then going into a job where it's like, I'm actually free now.
0: Like yeah, it's a big difference. It's
1: like so for me, like um and this is like I speak to my friends about it all the time because I struggle with it because if I'm not constantly busy and this is why a reason why I want, I want to go into investment banking, because I knew that I'd be essentially work like a dog. Yeah. I knew that I'd be like made to work because if I'm not busy all the time, my mind starts going like and I want I want to be busy, I want to be doing something productive. Yeah, agreed. And for me, it was then. And now I'm at the point where I'm constantly second guessing things because, yeah, we've got three. Well, I've got another company as well, but let's say four companies set up now, um, and I'm. It's like they, they all pretty much run themselves, and it's sort of like now, what do I do? Like I'm like I find myself like, I like it's like. I do, the bit, I do what I need to do every day, but then I find that I've got more hours left where to me, I should be working because I've been conditioned to be that way. Mm. And I do want to be working, but it's just finding what I should be working on. And that's where I need to improve now 100%. Like I need to know where to allocate my time better. But I guess like from only running a company for let's say 18 months, like, that's going to come with time where I'm going to have to learn. Because it's like mm. th- with like let's say aftermarket, it's only ever been good, good times until right now. Now's the bad time, so it's now where we need to learn how to deal with it. And why is it a bad time now? In terms of cancellations skyrocketing mm. and membership sign member acquisition cost, yeah, is member acquisition cost going up? So like we we were at a point like in lockdown, and we were doing like let's say anywhere from twenty to forty sign ups a day. Mm. And we were getting like maybe one or two cancels a day, and at the moment we're getting, let's say five to fifteen cancels a day, and then on average free sign a day. Like it's it's declining, but then mm. like we had the BBC today, so we've like, we've been absolutely flooded today. Today's been probably one of the best days ever. Yeah. But like we can't rely on that. Like that's going to go. That effect is going to wash away. Mm. So it's, for me, I have to find how do we post lockdown post, like, when everything does eventually get back to normal, like, I have to, with this extra freedom that I've earned from l- leaving my corporate job, like, I need to know how to utilise that to make these sign-ups consistent and then also bring our cancellations down to a point where we're, we're steadily growing, we're not falling again.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think lockdown... I mean, it was definitely a boom for. It was the Same as me in twenty twenty, I had yeah. like my best months ever in the middle of twenty twenty, yeah. and then had issues. But like, then twenty twenty one was harder for a lot of brands as well. But I think, I think, yeah, you just pivot, don't you? Pivot and work it out. Like at the end of the day, I don't, I never get that stressed by like. I mean, I don't really watch, the, I don't watch the news anyway because yeah. a lot of negative propaganda. But I never get that stressed by like world events and shit because. Ultimately like every business and person is experiencing the same thing. Granted they're different foundations and different starting points, but like I feel like ultimately if you just focus on the fundamentals of having a good yeah. product and like good service and I just feel like it works itself yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. Ultimately. Like there's obviously ups and downs. But
1: So have you ever found yourself at a point where like so obviously you've had your success, like and you've you still got it, but have you found yourself like like where you've got too much free time you don't know what to do with it because that this is what I'm struggling with like
0: i probably i probably felt that in like mid 2020 when everything was probably like the peak it's ever been in terms yeah. of like numbers and i had a lot of people working for me and shit felt very smooth <clears throat> but then but i guess yeah it's like it's like when it rains it pours yeah, yeah. for good and bad i think i yeah, think yeah. life's very much seasons and then it felt like it fucking poured negatively for like 12 months yeah. and then like i was dealing with loads of issues and then and i guess now i'm busy cuz i've been past few months have been working on this next thing but and yeah I I didn't feel that busy for a while because there's only so much I could do and now it's like two weeks out of launching and I felt really busy again Yeah, yeah. I don't know so I I guess yes but there's always something to like I suppose what maybe comes with experience is the the things I would think about now when shit is going well is like planning for when it's not going to be going so well
1: and because it's always going to be ups and downs so for us with Aftermarket what we've done now is we've now um, launched Amazon as like a section. Mm. So Amazon for us is consistent sales. Like you can walk into any any supermarket around there, pick up a load of stuff, sell on Amazon, pretty much make a thirty percent ROI. Like it's pretty crazy, and that's like steady. It's every day of the year you can go yeah. do it. So like we're now that like that's the next venture like for us like that's what I'm trying to do to keep myself busy like to focus on building that progressing that um, because that hopefully will future proof us once the consoles and everything else go away because they're not going to last forever
0: yeah I, th- I think there's always something to probably comes down to like if you enjoy the business as well because like there's always something to build in it like I feel like yeah. if you're a true like entrepreneur and you're not just in it for like short term money which by the way I think most people at least in like the online sphere probably are yeah, yeah. they're like chasing short term cash and I know a lot of those people they're not really building anything but like if you are building something legit that you're passionate about then I think there's always something to do because it's just what you do is it yeah. like there's always something to work on like the next thing whether yeah. that's the next bit of content like the next product release something you find it and like and yeah. there's always a I guess it's like a carrot on a stick or whatever like there's always a yeah, goal yeah, yeah. that's yeah, yeah. fucking moving and you'll probably never get there because when you get there there's a new one but yeah I think yeah it comes with experience I suppose and like yeah. maybe age and yeah because I just think now I'd be way more prepared for knowing that when like when shit's going really well it's probably not going to go really well forever yeah, like yeah. even if that's like your personal life or yeah yeah because yeah I mean yeah no,
1: I, no it definitely happens I because i like experienced it to the bottom yeah. and now yes. I feel like I'm on the up again yeah, yeah. where th-
0: things are actually aligned quite well and I feel like excited again but yeah I went through a, a long time of thinking fuck like have I lost like the p- have I peaked already and yeah, yeah, now yeah. it's like nah I definitely haven't I've just had a taste of
1: certain stuff yeah see that because like that's been my exact worry as well like mm-hmm. it's that in some what some obviously like some people wouldn't class it success but some people would like success at an early age like it's like it, I feel like if I if this all crashed and burned, like, I don't know, like, it would hit me so hard. Like, I don't know what I'd do with myself. Like, but I guess that's where it falls That Like, you get to a point where you will not let it crash and burn. Like, you will keep working no matter what to make sure that the businesses mm. survive. Like, or or you then switch on to the next thing that you know is going to work. You pivot. Like, yeah, Because
0: that's yeah. the thing, like, you don't lose. You, you don't Yeah, because yeah, that's not going to go,
1: is it? Yeah, yeah, I get that. Like You've always
0: got more context than you had before because it's like, yeah, at the end of the day, like, if everything did crash and burn, what would you do tomorrow? Start again. That's at least, that's what I'd do. Yes. And that's what I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Basically. Um, <laughs> it's like, obviously, I'd do yeah. that. What yeah, the fuck yeah, else yeah. would I do? There's probably a lot of people that are watching from the sidelines, that were, from, like, back end whatever, they're like, oh, he'll go and get a normal job now. It's like that. I'd literally, like,
1: the fu- I'd yeah. rather
0: die than yeah.
1: give up on my potential. Yeah, the thought of that for me now, like, going back to, like, a nine-to-five is terrified like I never want to have to experience it and whole, I don't think I ever will
0: I don't think you have to if you've got if you've got like big enough balls to back yourself like yeah I, I think that that's what it comes down to like you just if you're gonna do it just fucking like, you're gonna figure it out yeah. at the end of the day yeah, yeah I just yeah. truly believe that and like yeah some people just aren't wired that way but those that are, I think, ultimately the ones that end up doing it because they believe they could, and, and they did.
1: Yeah, it's what it comes down to being like, like it's like that cliche term of like a salary being a drug that like just yeah. is like a dream killer. Like yeah. it, 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 like and it is because if people, if you want the safety of that salary, everything else is constrained. Like yeah, to to a certain extent, yeah. Well, yeah, it is it is constrained, and like it was with me, and like, but now like. And it's, it's even the little things like when I was working full time, I couldn't get any viewings to go and try to get an office. Like, because no, everyone was doing stuff midweek and I was obviously working mm. all the time. And it's little things like that where like, you then appreciate the freedom because you're like, I can go and expand the business in ways that like, like just looking for an office, it's simple, but it's like, you know, it's going to be beneficial.
0: Yeah. Do you think getting like, a, I guess kind of similar to me, like a taste of like... Making big money when you're young, because that's ultimately what it is. That like you're driving yeah. like a McLaren and shit. And I'm a big car guy, so I can relate yeah. to that. Like, do you think that is all it's cracked up to be? Because I, I often say this to people that like, I just get messages being like, "Oh, like your life's so perfect" or whatever. And particularly yeah. when I was probably flexing on Instagram and shit.
1: But I yeah.
0: so, do you think you just realize that
1: it's all about like the pursuit of the next. so so it's exactly that so for me it's like people can like people say it to me all the time like my mates like from when we were at high school they like they think everything's like if they see like the character like oh my god like you're doing so well but that's not what like that's not what I'm focused on like you said it's that's not like what I look for as like a um I don't know the word like a a reward, like we say, like reward mechanism. I don't Mm. get that out of that. Um, It would be seeing the business grow um, or reaching new talent, like reaching... I'd rather reach new like revenue milestone with a company than have the car um, and sort of be sort of like in quote unquote, what other people think is like living the dream because Mm. it's not like when I got that... Like so much other stuff was happening. Like, and like you said, it's not, I feel like I'm waffling a bit, but it's like, it's not what it, like once you get it, like you realise that, well for me, I've thought it hasn't been that hard to get. And I haven't got that sense of like overwhelming that I thought I would have when I've got it. Mm. It's, it's, It's very fleeting, I think. Yeah, it's become like, it's become like, this was like too easy to get. Like it, not to sound like but it but it felt like that at the time. Mm. It's like this and yeah like it's just it's not for me it's not um like m- for me it the money does not make you happy. It's like it's progress that makes me happy with like the business. Yeah. That the money the money money it, that is like a something I'm really big on is that like it, I've been like some of the lows of my lows when my business was the biggest. Like, but if you keep focusing on like the the actual like progress of your company, for me anyway, focusing on the progress of my company and having that that goal as opposed to like what car I'm driving or what watch I'm wearing, That that is more rewarding and more intrinsically benefiting me than driving a flash car. Like like now, I don't have a car. Yeah, neither like, do I. Yeah. I still want
0: you one again, you, but I actually remember... I think this is such an interesting topic because probably not that many people at a relatively young age have experienced it and then had that like spiritual awakening or whatever. But I remember driving my green Audi R8 in like May 2020, and this was like peak COVID numbers, everything was great. I remember stopping and being like, Why do I feel so empty? And I wrote a note in my phone. I think I've still got it. I don't know, I don't remember exactly what it said, but it was like, It was like, fuck, and it was shit like living things over material things. Like, uh, it was like a bunch of bullet points. Yeah, yeah, and it'll be some shit that I'll probably put in a documentary in like 30 years. <laughs> but it was like, I, I, I still think that, like, cars and sh- stuff are sick. And like, it's just fun. But, yeah, it's a classic yeah, it's case. And you have to have it to realise that it doesn't
1: fill a void No, yeah, that yeah you might a, think it does. Yeah. Like, th- yes, it's fun. Like, I, I had, like I said, driving Tropez in that car. Mm. It's a time life I thought, I'd like, we, I was like, centre Pay, I was going picking up girls in the car. Like, I yeah. was, t- felt on top of the world. Yeah. And at that point, it was brilliant. But then yeah. like, you realise that it's not, it's not all, like, yeah, at the, at the time it might be fine, but like reflecting back on it now, it's not everything. Like, it's not, it's not, mm. you don't need it. It's
0: a good story there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah of course you
1: yeah, know. But like, I'm, that's the thing Like, I'm, I'm very grateful for having that car. Like it, like the, pretty much for the Santa Pedro trip because it was like, it was insane what all that car was like there. And like driving down there, it was an experience and it was something that like, I'll never forget. And I like, I always say like, and this is like, like how I'm living a bit at the moment in terms of enjoying myself, is like, you can't put a price on your memories. like. And I'm having like a really good time with friends and we're doing stuff that like, is making us happy. And if other people, like other people are saying to me at the moment, like, or like, I'd have to take a loan out to come out with you and stuff like that. And I don't like hearing that like it's like like you're constantly focusing on the financial aspect of it when we're just like we're not thinking about that. If that makes sense. Yeah. So like Yeah, I do agree. Like, people are constantly like trying to anything that like I feel like I'm doing a lot at the moment, like even just going on a holiday, like 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 I went to Paris like a few times, like so with the crap chief lads, like they um we went last week and then I went with the NFT guys, one of the Crep Chief lads. Brad messaged me from Crep Chief on Thursday, put flight tomorrow, question mark. I was like, I mean, it's fashion yeah. week. Yeah, fashion like, week yeah. yeah, too, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then it was like, yeah, like, but then people messaging me like, and like, they sort of like bring it, like, I feel like I get a lot of like, negative, negative like, um they talk about my experiences negatively because they just focus it on money. They're not saying like, you look like, you, you look like you're really happy. You look like you enjoy yourself. He's like, mm. fucking hell, how much money are you spending? Yeah. It's like, that's not what this is about. Like, it's not that. And
0: Yeah, I completely agree. Like, I think there's a bigger point there. Like, y- you get the whole, I've never, never ever agreed with the whole hustle till you're 40, you then live, like mentality, which is kind of like, was a bit more pushed by like Gary V and shit like a few yeah. years ago. I think it's kind of changed a little bit on that because I, I've always I tweeted about this about studies and Twitter loads because the yeah. organic breach is mad. But I was like, yeah, it's it's about. I think you can build something great like a proper business, but still like make mad memories and like travel to sick places. Yeah, and that, and, and that's why I went to like Brazil for yeah. like ten days yeah, with yeah. like three days notice. Yeah, it's just
1: crooked. And that yeah, that's what it's about. It's just
0: mad stories. Yeah, and I, I still obviously I'm not doing that all the time it's probably like 80-20 but or 90-10 more realistically yeah. but I've always lived like that like the past few years like I guess even when shit was like really I guess in my mind like rock bottom I was still like travelling and shit so I guess it was never that bad but for me like yeah I-, I couldn't imagine thinking oh, like I'm gonna I don't know I get to where I want financially say quicker if I don't do any of that if I don't ever party if I don't yeah. ever speak to girls all this and, shit like I just don't subscribe to that, yeah. like, and, like because
1: I could fucking get cancer tomorrow. So this is it. So like, I had like, um, like in my family we had like, a like se- a serial number of events that like happened. Like, where, like so many people in my family's life changed like overnight. Like, mm. and then from that like down, like like my mum and dad then became like so supportive of me. Like they were just like, just do it, like do it, like because you, you don't know what's gonna happen. Like so, like and that it, like it is. It's like seeing someone who's like in your family, like the picture of health deteriorate over like so the short term, like so rapidly, like it's like, like this can be taken away at any time. It's like, yeah. And then this is what annoys me. It's like people like, yeah, you're being stupid with your money. Like why are you getting a car? Save your money. Like you, you, why are you doing this? And it's like, yeah, because, because we live once. Like we live on, like, and if I want to be twenty, and if I want to enjoy myself, like, for every, let's say, for every stupid, like, what you would, some people would class as stupid, let's say, getting a car,
0: yeah, about that, I, a
1: I'm for every sort of cliche stupid decision, I'm also investing in something, I'm making a smart decision, yeah, like I'm doing something that will protect me for my future, but I'm also then enjoying myself at the same time,
0: yeah, it's getting that balance right, isn't it, yeah, and like,
1: because we don't, yeah. we don't need to be like, our, we don't need to be like. Like a squirrel, like just burying all yeah. our money. Like we, yeah, did yeah.
0: I <laughs> honestly think, like, if I died tomorrow, for the amount of years I've lived, I'd be pretty fucking satisfied. Yeah. Like I've done some mad yeah. shit, and I, I reflect on this sometimes when I'm on like flights. Like I was on mm. a twelve-hour flight to Brazil, fucking off my head and like red wine and champagne <laughs> and shit, which is what I always do on flights. But I always reflect on this shit because you don't have internet on the plane, no. or at least I never, I never yeah. get get on the Wi-Fi, or whatever. And I just think, and I like, write notes and shit and I was just like yeah fuck like there's been some ups and downs but it's been a pretty mad ride yeah. given that like, I came from like a normal family and shit it was never yeah. given anything
1: yeah
0: it's just fucking yeah. me yeah if you but I've always been someone that's like just done shit yeah yeah I'll like, literally yeah, yeah. go to Australia with one day's notice like, yeah, yeah. I've done that before yeah and that's probably just like cuz I'm a fucking loose cunt at times but <laughs> I don't know I think it's better to live that way at least that's the way I've yeah, always yeah. thought and like I still have like obviously a compass so I can't be doing that all the time and like but it's getting that balance right and I just think a lot of people sadly will probably get to 30, 40 maybe they'll fucking die and then they haven't and it's not even about granted you need money to do certain things but like just even like I don't know starting that starting recording that album they wanted to do Yeah, yeah. which on that note I need to start releasing freestyles because I've been saying that for months (laughs) but like Yeah, I just think a lot of people are shaped by society instead of what they want to do, and it's so freeing when you just fucking start doing what you want to do and being who you are instead
1: of trying to fit a mold. Uh, I can only imagine, like, for like for this being so new to me, like because I reflect on it so heavily, and it's only been like a year of my life, pretty much, that's changed. Like, Mm. let's say, like this time, this time last year, I didn't have the car, I didn't have like anything like I was still living the same so like for me it's all happened like very quickly and it's like I still reflect like and think like fuck like, I didn't think that life could be this crazy like this could happen and it's like for you this has been ongoing on it and it's it's
0: yeah I, I guess yeah since I was like 21 magnified yeah yeah 2021 yeah, yeah it's, it's always been I've never I guess I've never been in the the rat race ever
1: yeah and I never will yeah I I love the confidence of it like because like you know you know don't you you back yourself enough to know yeah it's
0: not even a lot of people say that's arrogance or whatever but like it genuinely comes from I know I'm good enough because I've spent years building skills like it's just a fact like I just put me in a room and a laptop and i build something yeah like no matter the circumstances and it's just experience yeah a lot of bad experiences and hard experiences and network and everything I said before yeah I just think like fuck if I can't make this next one work then like who can yeah yeah I honestly think that it's like I don't know yeah (laughs) it's just like the shit I think about late at night and I think if you still back yourself after taking like a big L, like I did, then yeah. then you know it's real. Yeah,
1: yeah. It's like that, that Drake
0: line. Yeah, you know, you are who you think you are, or something. Yeah, I know. You know it's real and like, you are who you think you are. So, like yeah.
1: you've, yeah, it's it's hundred percent commitment in it. Like because it could have been like in that like if a lot if that happened to a lot of people, mm. they would have definitely just reverted to the nine five because it would have felt like they can't risk it that happening again. Like but yeah, if, I if get, you like, view shivers it as like... When, I get
0: shivers when I think about this because yeah. I'd I just... I'd genuinely rather die.
1: Yeah.
0: Not than have a 9-5. I mean, than, than pursue my potential. Yeah, yeah. I just mean that from the core of my being and I think if you don't feel that way, like true entrepreneurship probably isn't for you.
1: Yeah.
0: And like, I just know who I am. Yeah. And like, it just... It's <laughs> something's coming. You, yeah, you just yeah, have yeah. To, You have to think that way, I think. And... Yeah it's kind of deep it's just the fucking game isn't it like
1: it's all part of the game yeah it's, it's what keeps exciting
0: keep playing keep building shit mm. yeah fuck do you think you've lost friends by like leaving because I guess you again like spent a few years in the corporate yeah. world which I never did so like, all my mates have always been like, entrepreneurs and shit yeah. I guess like my new mates like how was that do you find um, people are, like resentful towards you? What? Because I guess your Instagram and shit is quite a flash. Yeah, I mean, yeah, mine used to be more like that. Yeah, I was kind of yeah, turning yeah. it down a little bit. So, um, so yeah. So, or do you or do you think you just naturally lose friends and make different I, so and different I, like, connections?
1: Yeah, like I'll be like totally honest with you. Like when I was at uni, I didn't like because I got to a point where I was that like, focused on studies. I didn't have a lot of mates. Like I was like, mm. I think I had like four close mates. Um, and then that probably right now is at three that I only speak no I only speak to two of them from uni mm-hmm. so it's like I've got but so I've got two small mates at like, a small circle there from uni and then like high school I've got two mates from high school still speak to and then obviously we've got the crepe chief lads but they're in the same circle so it doesn't mm-hmm. really count but the the rest of it like I think we've experienced people being like Resentful and like we, we hear about like the comments and stuff all the time. And it's like I had to learn from those guys. Like, I like learned from like the Crep Chief guys that like you just can't take it on because mm. and that because they started to experience it earlier than me. Yeah, they then sort of like reassured me through it because as soon as people like it was even like members of like aftermarket, if they started to find out like I had a nice car. We start to get hate for it. And like, it's sort of like, yeah, um, like you have to learn how to deal with it. But my mates in terms of, my close, close mates are fully supportive. Like mm. the ones that I've kept from high school and uni, they like love it and they thrive off it. And that's why they're going to do well as well. Yeah, Because they don't see that jealousy. It's not mm. like that. And that's when like I feel like if you've got that mindset of like you can celebrate other people's successes, and you're not going to get envious uh, to a degree where you're going to start being negative about them, that is when you know you're on the right path as well. Like, as soon as you start like being envious and hating on someone for being successful, that's when you know that, like for me, I think that is when you're spinning your wheels and you're not progressing yourself and you're just hating on the fact that you're watching someone progress and you know that you're essentially not and that you're stuck.
0: Agreed. What do you think the hardest thing's been going from, like, stability to, well, not stability, but I guess, like, more normal job to both deep into entrepreneurialism?
1: Um, It's probably what we touched on before. It's it's more so the utilising my time as effectively as I could be. Like, that's the big one that I need to learn how to do. I feel like at the start, when I launched Aftermarket, I was so like in that them six weeks when I, when I started it I was working on it around the clock with like um, like I was working with a guy from like the US from a website there's a guy from Singapore for like some of our software development so I was up like all the time yeah um, and I loved that but then once it all got set up once all the staff got put in and then it starts taking over and it's like it's smooth sailing now like it's like so. Then now I need to know how to utilize my time to to keep it growing. Now that so, is that hard for me to explain? Because I, mm. I don't. I yeah. I struggle with it. I struggle, but I guess that's what I'm gonna to have to learn with time.
0: Yeah. What's your vision for the next like five years? I guess personally, and with the business. Um, Do you think that far
1: ahead? I, I think in our industry, it's quite hard to think that for our head because mm. let's say stuff like the PS5s, they came up out of nowhere and everyone had to adapt. like But for us, there's always going to be another wave. So it's like, what's the next hype? Going, what's the next product going to be? Um, so we've got to remain like adaptable to that. But in terms of like actual milestones for the company, like I want to take aftermarket to like, I'd be happy with aftermarket being a point of like, um, around about 3,000 3, members I'd be happy with. Right now we're sitting at about 1,200. The peak we've been at is mm-hmm. 1,400. If we could take it to that, we'd be sweet. And then I want to set more companies. Like I want to get into something. So I'd love to get into something that isn't software as a service. Like mm-hmm. I want to get something that, like I, I was like really passionate about the food industry. Like I wouldn't mind having a dabble in like a restaurant or something like that yeah like it's like something that is a little bit more predictable Mm. because we've always like i feel like you're firing ads out and you don't really know if someone's gonna buy it at your ad and sign up but like if you've got a restaurant and you know it's good you know people come through the door
0: yeah it's it's not evergreen
1: yeah if it's good it's like it's i feel like it's yeah like I want something that is a little bit more stable. And like, like I, st- I tried going into property. And the first one I bought, like it fell through recently. But it's like, for me now, it's not even worth putting money into property for me right now, like- yeah, because, I agree, because like you focus on a business. Yeah, and it's like, so like, I put, um, so I would put like 50, I think it was 15 grand deposit down on this flat. And at the same time I bought an N well, I bought an NFT, thirty thousand dollars. That NFT right now is worth like eighty thousand dollars mm. and the fifteen thousand, like what's that worth? It's worth the exact same. Like yeah. if I bought the property, it would be worth like what, like pretty much exactly the same. Like mm. it's sort of like there's better there's better ways I can utilise my money right now and like sort of expand what I'm doing because I want to like, like I said, like I want to get to a point where I, like my kids don't have to work. Like, well, no, I want them to work, but yeah. like, I want to be like, if I, I want to feel comfortable. There was like, if I wanted to provide for you, like you wouldn't have to work if you didn't need to. Yeah. And then I want like, and then grandkids, like that's a big one for me. Um. So yeah, it's, it's sort of just focusing on the companies now. We'll take the NFT group from. We're at about four hundred members. I'd be happy taking that up to um, a yeah. thousand because we charge like we charge more on that. Margins are a lot a lot better on that as well. Um, sort of, yeah, and then grow the Amazon business. Like that's the new one for us. That's the one that's like for me. Like yeah, like that's. <laughs> I need to be careful what I'm going to say on that, but I want to be like, I think that we can do really well in the Amazon space. Mm. Like the guys we've got on our team right now are are excellent, and for me, that's the one that is going to potentially future proof us going yep. forward.
0: Yeah, sick. So, all right, I guess to wrap things up because I've got to fucking go for dinner in like 45 minutes. <laughs> um, we've already done own House. To be fair, I was asked the same question. We've probably gone forever if you give three bits of advice to yourself like, I guess I usually say when you started the business but maybe for you probably like seven years ago when you got into like reselling and just yeah. started being fucking interested in shit yeah what would you say no, three, no, no. three pieces three bits of advice to yourself at whatever age you were then
1: okay so
0: like just about life as well just broadly business life okay. anything
1: so I think the first one would 100% be um, like back myself more like, and actually have that belief that like, if I've got that little idea in my head, if that spark goes off, like pursue it and see where it goes. Like mm. explore your curiosity. Like if you've got a passion, then there's no point. Like we'll go back to this, not a dress rehearsal. Like if you've got yeah. a passion, why not explore it like and see what you can make out of it because you you only like, like I said you only get one life so do you want to do it doing a job that you're not going to enjoy or do you want to try and live the best life you possibly can mm. and that's you, you're probably going to live that best life if you're pursuing your passion what you're yeah. passionate about um, I think secondly um, it would be learn to switch off more and sort of like learn how to enjoy myself a little bit more because it's for me i'm doing that now Mm. but it's took years and years and years like like i said i was in a relationship for six years when i was at uni
0: didn't even cover that yeah i tried not to
1: (laughs) when i was at uni like i didn't i literally didn't go out because i was fucking studies and getting a first like it's like now i've learned that to really appreciate like life and what we're doing you've got to wind down and relax a bit Mm. Um, that's two yeah I think, yeah. Um, I think yeah I think number three I think it's just got to be that I think I don't know if it relates too much to my first one but it's literally and it's like something that like I know I, I, I don't know if the Crap chief lads if you ask them this but they might have said it but it's literally like literally just do it like I think you, they said that yeah maybe. like you've Got to like if and and, like if you if you like got something that you're interested in like as long as you don't like give up with it like you can't you literally can't fail like for me Mm. I was like devastated on the first day of my business when I got one sign up I was like I've I've lost here but if you keep like if you keep going like you're only gonna come out on top and that that's it like so it's if you never risk if you never like um, they're saying something like if you never risk losing, you can never actually win in life. Like, if you stay... Yeah. At, like the biggest risk is no yeah, risk. Yeah, yeah, if, yeah. Facts. If you do not risk the loss, you cannot be a winner. Like, and mm. that's, like, a big one. And uh, I'll say that, I've got a better third one now, actually. It would have been to, like... was another saying, it's like, when it feels, like, scary to jump, that's when you jump in. Like, for me with my job, like, that's when I, like... I should have took the leap a little bit earlier I think and mm. um, trusted myself and yeah. backed myself to do it yeah, that's it sick alright um,
0: on that note we'll wrap it up um, that's been an interesting one I hope it was interesting to watch I think yeah it's probably therapeutic for you to speak about mm. a lot of yeah, that yeah yeah 100% always is um, yeah pods every fucking week as usual been very very consistent with this if you're enjoying the pod, subscribe, leave a comment, tell a friend, all that good shit. Um, we are growing pretty consistently, which is nice. Um, might try and up the production quality in the next few episodes. We're going to hire someone to do this shit, I've decided. But yeah, cheers for watching. Hope you enjoyed. See you in the next episode. Peace.